Hello, Pete. Hello, Jen. Or should I say, welcome back? Welcome back. What do you mean? Well, Pete, what I mean is that I know last week you embarked on what I think we're calling a solo offsite where you took yourself to an offsite, but just you. And I have not yet had a chance to hear about this solo offsite. And I want to ask you a lot of questions about how it went, what you did, and should we all copy you? All right. All right. All right. Yeah, I haven't spoken about it yet. So let's talk about it. This is the long and the short of it. Also, Pete, while you were off retreating to your solo offsite, I was getting a cold. I'm sure you can hear that in my voice. <laughs> okay, so what is a solo offsite and why did you go to one? You know, I have my amazing wife, Tracy, to thank for this. I have been threatening to. We've been laughing and discussing how. Tracy in her work and a lot of senior leaders in their work have these strategic offsites, either yearly or quarterly or half yearly, where you take like a senior leadership team and they go to a, a venue that's not the office and they usually intend to zoom out, talk about the vision of the company or the team and the organization and where they're going and what they've done well and what they haven't done well and basically have a conversation that's not day to day in the weeds that's actually intended to set up the team or the organization for success over the next one, two, three, four years, whatever it is. And so, Tracy, in her work, she's a part of these all the time. And so, I've been joking and threatening, like I mentioned, to like, oh, one day I should do a human periscope offsite as a bit of a joke because human periscope is effectively just me in terms of full time. I do collaborate with people like you, obviously, and others, but the offsite would be just me. And so, we were joking, joking, joking. And then around Christmas time, Tracy's like, I'm not going to leave the dinner table until you have booked this offsite in. When are you doing it? And so I picked a date, which was last week, and spent two full days at an Airbnb about 90 minutes from home with me, some colored texters, and a big A3 notepad. And I went to town for two days. So that's the context. That is so amazing. Did you go into this with an objective, like at the end of these two days, I will have accomplished or this will be a success if? Yeah, a little bit. I would say, so a couple of things that worked really well. One is the intention was do things that I don't do in the day-to-day or think about things that I don't make time to think about when I'm just in the day-to-day. So like, yeah, zooming out to what does the next three to five years look like in a perfect world or what does the next 12 months need to look like in order to get towards that vision? I did have an idea of I want to zoom out. I want to think about things that I haven't thought about that much in terms of like three to five years. And then I want to get specific on what do I need to be doing? What are the deliverables in the next 12 months to enable that to happen? So that was like the rough idea. What went really well, which is like a learning for me, I think I wonder if I could incorporate this in other parts of my work life was I had an agenda that was like hour by hour of the the first 90 minutes, you're going to spend time reflecting on the last three years. The next 90 minutes, then you can get a coffee. Then the next 90 minutes, it was so specific because I guess the missing part of this is I run these for other leadership teams and organizations all the time. So like I could facilitate these for others and I've never facilitated one for myself. So I was like, oh no, just like I would if it was a client, I'm going to go bang, bang, bang. Here's the agenda. 
And that worked really well. I'm a rule follower, and so I stuck to that agenda within a minute, Jen Waldman. You did. Like, <laughs> my breaks for when I said my breaks would be, my time finished when I said it was going to be on time. So, yes, that was the idea and the agenda. That's so funny because that was literally going to be my next question. Having been a participant in offsites and also a designer of offsites, it really is so important to have a structure. Right. I don't know if you felt this way, but when I've been a participant in offsites, it's been good to know when we had to be done with a certain idea. Otherwise, we would just keep going and going and going. <laughs> yes. You go, it's a loop. Yeah. And that's where people often like having an external facilitator because you can see as the external facilitator when the topic is just going around in a circle or you can see when everyone's getting pulled back into the weeds that it's time to pull them out. So, yes, that is why having a a really structured agenda was important. And on top of that, we were just, I mean, Tracy and I, she helped me, like I said, design it. We were thinking about what are the things that happen at offsites? Firstly, there's a really great agenda. Secondly is it's off-site. So, don't try and do this from your own office in the house, Pete. Go somewhere else. Thirdly, the other one that was funny, I thought, was like, you usually go out for drinks and a dinner. Right. (laughs) Team building. (laughs) On the last night. So, I took myself out for a nice dinner and had a beer. I was like, this is fun. (laughs) Oh, that is so great. Uh, I mean, it was a little lonely at times, but like, that's all part of it. It was fun. It was fun. What I'm curious to hear is how did you poke holes in your own theories or like how did you push back or ask yourself questions about the ideas you were bringing to the table? Like how did you play both sides of the conversation? I guess my caveat on this is maybe I didn't, but I think I tried to. I probably didn't do it as effectively as if there was someone else there because that's the nature of having an external person to push back. But as part of the agenda, I'd come up with the kinds of questions I think would be worth exploring. So, like, I've got the notepad in front of me. Literally, I ask questions like, what have I enjoyed the most over the last three years? What do I want to do less of? What do I want to do more of? What does big and audacious look like over the next three to five years? What's getting in the way of that? Mm-hmm. The like, what do I want? And then what's getting in the way was me trying to sort of argue with myself about why that is either a good idea or not a good idea. Mm. What are the benefits? What's in it for me? Who can help me? And then I tried a bit of a Jen Walbanism, which was the, we talked about this in the Star Map episode, which was like the identity part of it. So I am the kind of person who, so I wrote at the end of 2026, I am dot, dot, dot. And then at the end of 2028, I am dot, dot, dot. And that was- terrifying, but I attempted to write down some responses to those kinds of questions. So, in short, I asked myself a heap of questions and forced myself to write responses. Maybe I, you know, didn't push back in some of them because it was just me. I don't know. But all I know is I, I attempted to challenge myself through questions. And then the other thing that happened, there was two very memorable moments of feeling like a complete disaster, feeling stuck, feeling like a fraud, feeling like an absolute phony. There were two moments where I spiraled out of control. One of them you know about because I messaged you. (laughs) (laughs) And I I messaged you and I messaged Tracy. About your website? Yes. And I messaged (laughs) one other friend. And then the other moment I called my friend Josh. So, I guess those external voices were actually me trying to help either challenge the mindset I was in or, to your point, of like challenge my own thinking. So, I did randomly call and message people when it felt appropriate. And that was actually really helpful. Yes. So, listeners, Pete sent an SOS that was like, I 
think I might need to scrap my entire website and start from scratch, but it also might be absolutely fine as it is. (laughs) (laughs) It was a spiral. It was a fun spiral. You know, like any offsite, there's parts that are energizing and there's parts that are draining and hot. Yep. Yep. Okay. So on a multi-day offsite, Mm -hmm. that sleeping time is so important between the two days like really by the end of day one the brain is mush you can't take in anymore Mm. it's like every idea muscle has been worked to the point of fatigue and then you sleep and you come back the next morning and there's like a freshness Mm -hmm. at least that's been my experience yeah when you're doing this on your own was that your experience like did the second day have a new sense of energy to it? It did. And there's a couple of reasons I think that might have been the case. One is I deliberately went to a place that's near the beach because I knew if I swam in the morning in the ocean, that would, regardless of how I felt, would make me feel better. So that definitely helped. The thing that perhaps I did because I was on my own that I wouldn't have done if there were others maybe is worked later than the agenda had suggested as in after dinner i was like oh, i'll just tidy up i just i've got a few more thoughts i want to get out prior to tomorrow which if you're with other people or you were socializing and having a drink or whatever you were doing i wouldn't have done that so i'd probably push my sleep back more than i would because i worked more but i still woke up yeah i would say energized and refreshed mm-hmm. the other thing that i think like i don't know if i've ever been as productive as i was in this 48 hour period And that was almost annoying because of how productive I was like, why can't I be like this all the time? And I think part of it is since having a family, the sacrifice of taking myself away, not only am I away from my family, but I was actually feeling guilty that Tracy's, you know, at home on her own with Ollie. And so I was like, I've got to make the most of this. This has got to be the best offsite that was ever created, the most productive, the most inspiring, the most, you know, (laughs) groundbreaking. And it wasn't necessarily that groundbreaking, but- It's like I didn't give myself permission to not feel energized at the start of the day. Mm. Okay, here is a beef that I sometimes have with offsites, and I have many friends who have experienced this as well. Hit me. Is it to do with sticky notes? Well, no. And I just, I imagine that a solo offsite wouldn't suffer from this in quite the same way. So you get the team together, you generate all of these ideas. You have these big plans. Yeah, you put a million sticky notes up on the wall. They get written down and collected. And then you go back to work on Monday. And it's like, what happened to all of the plans we wanted to implement? Or like, who's actually leading the changes that we talked about? Like, who's going to own each piece of the things that we talked about? Yeah. I imagine the benefit of the solo offsite is that the answer to every one of those questions is you. Totally, yeah. You are accountable for all of it. I am. And what I did, what I tried to do, maybe this is replicable to others, whether it's a solo offsite or a team offsite, is I had a page in my A3 notepad that was called actions slash GSD list. I get you done list. And so I did all this thinking and whiteboarding, like you said. And then each night while I was having dinner, I looked at, all the things I'd done that day and I wrote, what are the actions that need to come from this? And I, I wrote them as this blue list of action slash get shit done. And I've had that open on my desk since I got back and I'm like 
methodically crossing each of those out so that they didn't just be this brainstorming exercise that didn't turn into anything. Mm. One of them was finish the website spiral (laughs) that I went through with you and I'm like almost at the point where that's complete. So, yes, I had a page that was like, how do you turn this into action, essentially? I think that's such an important question. Yes, because ideas that just stay ideas can start to become annoyances. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I've got to say, Pete, I don't want to put more work on your plate, but if you wanted to like create a little how to run your solo offsite guide PDF situation, mm. I would buy that. I'd buy that from you. Oh, that's interesting. I would buy that download. You would download that. And I, I mean, I think that two days feels a bit luxurious. I know some people, especially working in corporates, don't necessarily have the luxury or people working for other people don't have the luxury. But I think the premise stands, even if you did it as like a three hours one morning on a Saturday morning, where you took yourself somewhere else and you intentionally tried to think about things or answer questions that you aren't answering in your day to day that propel you forward for the next year or two years. That part of how I frame this for myself is what can I do? Like, what can I achieve in these two days that makes the next 12 months easier? Like, can you have already decided what your rules are with travel? Can you already write the agenda for the workshops that you need to run in February, March, April, so that when they roll around, you just need to run the workshops. You don't need to create an agenda from scratch. Those kinds of things of like, can you set yourself up for success? I think you can do that in a three-hour morning if you have three hours on a Saturday morning. Do you think that the concentrated nature of it, that all these questions are being asked in a stack is part of what makes it successful. I'm legitimately asking this question. I don't have an opinion yet. And or do you think it's possible if you rolled out these questions over a longer period of time? Like, let's say you had 14 questions on that list. If you answered one a day, would you get the same kind of benefit that you do from stacking them? Interesting question. I don't know the right answer, but immediately I want to say no. You don't get the same benefit. You would get some benefit. I mean, anytime you're posing and answering a question, I think you get some benefit. Mm -hmm. I think the beauty of them being stacked is what doesn't come in between the stacking is the regular work, the work that you're doing in the day-to-day. So, if you did a question in the morning and then went and did your regular day's work and then did another question the next day, in my mind, that would dilute the thinking or the type of thinking that you did that first day. So, Mm. for me, answering the question first and then immediately answering another question and immediately answering another question didn't give me a hiding spot. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. So, did you actually come out with the clarity that you were hoping to gain? I did. And one of the things that was funny was I thought I would have a bow to tie around all of the things that I got done or where I got to. And what I actually found was I was so energized by a couple of things in particular that I was working on them right up until I had to check out of my Airbnb. And actually, if I didn't have to check out, I probably would have kept going. So mm. so it wasn't like, oh, it's all packaged up and I've reflected and ah, deep breath, now I'm going back. I was actually like almost past that into the action list and so energized by that. But I was like, oh my God, I could keep going, but I have to leave. So that to me is still a win though. It wasn't unsuccessful because of that. It was actually probably even more successful because it propelled me into action and energy. Mm, Love it. So yeah, I would say it was a success. 
Okay, so it sounds like the solo offsite is a success. What is your cadence going to be with this moving forward? Is this going to be an annual thing, a twice a year? Yeah, I think annually or twice a year. I'm undecided yet. I think if you had the luxury, twice a year would be pretty awesome. And I recognize that, you know, we're all working within constraints and sometimes that's really hard. Definitely annually, I think, is a cadence I would like to try and incorporate for sure. I'm definitely stealing this from you. A hundred percent. I feel like you would build a continent if you had a couple of days of like offsite. <laughs> yeah. I mean, now I'm like, my husband's on his way home. The second he walks in through the door, I'm going to be like, I'm leaving for two days. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> See ya. Going to my Airbnb <laughs> on the shore. <laughs> well, I mean, I recommend it as a pattern interrupt for me. It was really helpful. Like I said, I was annoyed at the productivity because I did things that I've been threatening in my brain to do for six plus months that I just haven't got around to mm-hmm. because of all the excuses in the world that I'm good at coming up with. But the fact that I had the time, had the agenda, had a separate space kind of forced me to have no more excuses to actually just get them done. And so for me, that is what makes it so important and so successful is it's just so easy to get distracted in the day-to-day. And so if anyone has the capability, I would highly encourage you to spend time investing in the business and investing in yourself by taking yourself somewhere else and doing some strategic offsite thinking. And that is the long and the short of it. <laughs>